Hey everyone, Rashi here and welcome to the Entrepreneurship Podcast Series brought to you by Scholar. Today we will be focusing on the prospects of fintech industry in Pakistan. To drop this value bombs, we have Mr. Sher Shah Hassan, founder of Kalpe, a Sharia compliant buy now and pay later service in Lahore, Pakistan. The concept and ideology of a startup is truly amazing and I can tell you how excited I am to have him here with us and learn about his journey of leadership and his hard work for his startup. I've been talking to him for literally for just a few moments and I am already inspired. Welcome Sher Shah to our podcast series. Hi Rashi, uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I think this is a really good initiative that all of you have taken and uh, I'm really happy and excited to be a part of the season one. Uh, of your entrepreneurial series. So, Shesha, mm, tell us, how are you promoting this concept of Kalpe? You know, buy now and pay later in markets where it is a relatively unfamiliar phenomenon, you know, and how does it fit into the fintech landscape of Pakistan? Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, just introducing what we do and just introducing myself. So, uh, I did uh, my accounting and finance from Law University of Management Sciences back in 2020. So, I just recently graduated last year. Uh, during the pandemic. Uh, so we were the first unfortunate ones to uh, graduate and not have a farewell or any graduation ceremony. Uh, so the idea of uh, Kalpe came on about uh, from a very personal experience of mine. Uh, so, you know, during the last semester uh, at LAMS, I was specializing something online and, you know, uh, it was the end of the month and I just realized I did not have uh, enough money for it. And you know, just started thinking about why is it so difficult to get access to credit in Pakistan? Uh, and uh, the simple answer was that, you know, I started researching a bit more into it. And the simple answer was that, you know, uh, consumer banking or consumer financing in Pakistan, it's uh, it's nearly impossible to get unless you have a stable job. Uh, so, you know, uh, quite agitated about the whole problem, I started looking a bit more into it and uh, came across the model of buy now, pay later uh, globally. Uh, so, you know, back in August, September, I uh, started as a you know, one-person company. Uh, then a really close friend of mine joined me as a co-founder uh, within the first month. Uh, then, you know, uh, we were joined with two other people. Uh, so, you know, there were four core uh, team members at Kalpe. Uh, then one of them left. Then another one left. So it was down to two. We bootstrapped it for quite a long time, uh, my partner, Walid, and I. And uh, we just recently, back in June, closed a PC round, uh, raised our first funding. and. You know, now we are a team of around 10 people uh, working out of Lahore and trying to tackle this issue of uh, credit availability in Pakistan. Okay. So that's really good to know because, uh, you know, the market share of buy now, pay later is a bit spread in the northwestern side of Europe. And I think it's just developing in the Southeast Asia side, right? So, um, yeah. uh, so Shesha, like, uh, tell us, like, how significant and useful has Kalpe's incubation been at the Plan 9 incubator in Lahore, and uh, how are incubators helping transform the tech startup landscape in Pakistan? Uh, so uh, we were a part of Plan 9 uh, for a couple of months. Uh, we then left during the, uh, after two months, uh, during the uh, 15th cohort, I believe, uh, we shifted to NIC National Incubation uh, Center uh, at LAMS. Uh, the reason was that, you know, LAMS, uh, being a realm of matter, both Walid and I, and so it was just closer, it was just closer to home. Uh, we felt more connected. Uh, so uh, in terms of the services and the kind of help we got, uh, I think uh, 
it uh, really has helped especially if you're starting out young uh, you know I, i'll be honest uh, wali uh, and i you know we were fresh graduates uh, did not have much of an experience even though we had uh, worked on two uh, startups already uh, so wali and i have known each other for the past 7 years we are really good friends uh, but uh, during a time at nums uh, we uh, started a digital marketing agency we ran that for 2 years uh, we, we stopped that i started an e-commerce store online so you know uh, there was a bit of experience coming from that and then you know other professional things uh, a few internships here and there working with banks and and all but you know starting a full fledged fintech company yes um, uh, it's it's a completely a different task so uh, in that sense uh, you know there are a lot of things that uh, it helps you with uh, I, you know being a startup founder when you have, when you have a really uh, small team you have to do everything on your own right uh, so during the early days worry uh, then both of us you know we have been the hr guys we have been you know, operation guys we have been the finance guy the marketing guy sales guy so you know i, I would be the one calling different companies to join kalpe Uh, so you know you're pretty pretty much doing everything uh, so and uh, quite frankly you are not an expert of everything right so that's where these incubation centers help you uh, in terms of uh, teaching you more about uh, legal side of things uh, telling you more about you know how to manage finances uh, raising uh, funding uh, so you know in terms of that it was super helpful uh, and secondly i think the biggest benefit of these incubation centers Uh, are the network so you know now both nic and plan 9 they have uh, a huge network uh, of investors of founders across pakistan uh, so you know we got connected to a lot of uh, mentors through nic uh, both in fintech um, and in other industries and you know uh, at this stage it's just better to connect and talk to as many people as you can uh, because you know uh, why do the same mistakes that they have done yourself so it's always better to you know talk to them learn from their mistakes already and try to uh, and stop yourself from doing those and repeating those mistakes so uh, i i think uh, that was super helpful uh, and nic nsl team uh, national incubation center law's team uh, they are in touch they are still in touch with me uh, the director the program managers you know we chat on and off you know they try to help us out wherever they can and uh, yeah so you know i think incubation centers are uh, playing a really good role but obviously there's a lot of room for improvement as well uh, there's a lot of things that they can do better uh, and you know a time and time again i do uh, send in my feedback and my suggestions to them uh, but uh, yeah overall i think uh, it's 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 a really good job that they do okay so that that's actually quite interesting to learn about so uh you know like oh, me as an outsider we have like no idea what uh, you know the sharia compliant finance is so like what exactly is the islamic or uh, sharia compliant finance and like how is it different from other conventional finance financing options uh, so uh, in pakistan uh, there's I, I, there's a saying in urdu uh, and they say that kaan idhar se pakdo udhar se pakdo baat ek hi hoti hai Uh, so it doesn't make a difference you all day from this end or that end, and that's what they use for Sharia compliance banking. They just say that uh, you change a few terms. Uh, you know, you call uh, interest profit. Uh, you call a, uh, a leasing agreement, a rental agreement. You're just changing a few terms here and there, and uh, the underlying system and processes uh, are the same. Uh, I was of the same thought um, during my first two years at Lums until I took an Islamic financing course. Um, from a really senior uh, instructor there 
and uh, our views change. So basically, uh, the main core principle of Islamic Sharia compliant financing is to uh, remove injustice. Uh, and that is in terms of exploitative uh, financing. So in Pakistan, it's quite common uh, to be quoted uh, interest rates of around 50 to 60%. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, that's just crazy. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who don't have access to banking, they end up uh, falling for that. So injustice being uh, a topmost priority. Uh, and uh, the second thing that Islamic finance focuses on that to ensure that every, uh, every financing agreement uh, is uh, based on sharing profit and losses. Uh, so there's no fixed uh, profit uh, for anyone. Uh, and you know all agreements have to be asset backed. Uh, I'm not a Sharia uh, compliant or Sharia finance expert myself, but you know, uh, I think in the injustice part, uh, it's really beneficial. Uh, so you know you can't charge interest uh, unless uh, there is uh, the financing agreement is asset backed. Uh, so for Kalpay, buy now pay later inherently uh, does not charge your the customers anything. So it's a zero percent interest, and that's the same model that is followed globally as well. Uh, so inherently, uh, it kind of fulfills uh, a lot of Sharia compliance aspects in terms of that. Uh, but you know. Uh, even then, there's a lot of things that you have to look at, look into. Uh, the agreement has to be asset backed, uh, so we follow a Musawama uh, contract for that. Uh, otherwise, you can use a Wakala contract where you basically uh, act uh, as a wakil on behalf uh, uh, of the merchant, and you're just collecting payments uh, uh, on behalf of the merchant and charging a fee for that. Uh, so uh, you know uh, it's not exploitative. Uh, that's the biggest ben benefit. Uh, Islamic banking has really taken off in Pakistan. Uh, Mizan Bank uh, being one of the biggest banks, actually being the biggest bank in Pakistan now in terms of market capitalization. Uh, they just uh, crossed, I think, a two bill, 200 billion mark uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, but it does uh, come with its limitations as well, uh, especially in terms of the products that you can sell. Uh, so, you know, uh, you can't uh, go into products that are harmful, such as cigarettes, uh, e-cigarettes, uh, you know, on consumption uh, products as well. So, you know, financing on food, uh, that's a bit tricky. Uh, financing uh, services, that's a bit tricky. Uh, so, you know, you just have to think a lot uh, or look a lot into that uh, before finalizing any agreement uh, for these products. And then secondly, in terms of financing. Uh, so, you know, now the basic principle of financing and uh, Sharia uh, financing laws is that those agreements need to be asset backed. Uh, and uh, if it, they aren't as a bag, you know, that's a big problem. And that's one of the biggest issues that we have faced so far. Uh, we can't pay interest for any company who's financing us. Uh, so, you know, that is uh, a downside of being Sharia compliant as well. Okay. Um, I think uh, you, you spoke about uh, the underbanking part. And, you know, so like I would like to uh, tell us, you know, like, why the focus on the underbanked? You know, like how do you step aside like the usual challenges of working with the underbank, like such as no collateral or credit history? Like it must be tough. Uh, it is. Uh, that's the biggest issue that we, as a buy now, creditors, we as a uh, consumer lending company, uh, face in Pakistan. Uh, so, you know, focusing on the underbank that again comes uh, down from why Kalpe started existing right uh, from that very personal experience that you know no one in my circle even now after getting good jobs has a credit card so you know out of a population of around 220 million 
or even more than that. Now you just have 1.6 million credit cards uh, and on percentage term basis, that's one of the lowest figures uh, globally. So, you know, why, and, you know, it kind of does make sense uh, why banks don't give out credit cards because like you said, there's no credit history, there's no central credit bureau that's collecting all the data. So, you know, every bank has to go through a long process uh, of vetting uh, all the paperwork and, you know, uh, it, I think on average it takes on two to four weeks to get access to credit card. That too, uh, if you're working at a reputable firm, you have a you know, stable income uh, and, you know, you have all the documents at hand uh, for that. So, you know, the main goal at Calpe was to financially include all those uh, who have not been able to get access to credit. Uh, you know, so basically Calpe, we see Calpe as a cash flow management company rather than a lending company. So, you know, if you are giving you six weeks to purchase, uh, pay for the purchase, uh, then essentially we are helping you uh, improve your cash flow management. So rather than paying the whole, let's say if it was a hundred dollars uh, transaction, so rather than paying all of that during, uh, at the time of transaction or at the time of delivery, you just split that into six, uh, you know, into three, three installments and you pay it back uh, over six weeks. So, you know, it's the same amount of money. You're not being charged anything extra. Uh, so just uh, one, I would like to add like my own question to that, you know, like, is there like an interest you're charging or like it's totally free? So, uh, yes, it's completely free uh, for the customer. So, you know, you purchase something through us or through any other um, uh, method, you just pay a hundred dollars for that transaction. So there's nothing that we charge okay. to the customer. Yeah, so, uh, you know, how we are tackling the issue of uh, financial inclusion, A, financial literacy, uh, that's super important. Uh, you know, when you talk about 0% interest, uh, it's really hard for people to believe you. Uh, and the reason yes, yes, uh, is, is that they're so, yeah, so the reason is that they're so used to being exploited uh, that they think that, you know, there must be some sort of a hidden fee that we are charging, even though we don't. Uh, and if there is any other fee that we charge them, it's clearly mentioned and communicate it to them. So financial literacy is super important. Uh, we focus on that. We try edu to educate our customers. Uh, so we believe in uh, responsible lending. So you don't want to uh, want your customers to expose themselves or indebt themselves uh, to an extent that they can't pay you back. So you know, res uh, responsible lending uh, is one of our core principles at Calpay uh, to ensure that uh, people don't um, indebt themselves by using our service. Uh, and, you know, we ourselves have our own credit scoring model. Uh, so, you know, all the customer data that we collect, uh, we use that to uh, credit, give a credit score to every customer who signs up at Calpe. And that's uh, a plan, that's a vision that we have to be able to credit score every single Pakistani uh, over the next few years. So anyone who uh, comes up and signs up for Calpe, we should be able to give them a credit score and, you know, essentially help them tap into uh, the banking segment as well and finance a bigger purchase as so currently, we limit ourselves to around 20 to 25,000 rupees, which is around uh, 150 dollars, uh, 150 US dollars. Uh, so, you know, if they are uh, responsible uh, enough to pay back on time, we give them access to bigger purchases such as auto loans, uh, house loans, etc. Okay. Okay. So, like, you know, it's really good to know, you know, like, uh, actually, the startups are the new things, you know, like, who are actually helping and focusing on building the nation, you know. So like uh, we've learned about Kalpe. So like uh, including Kalpe. So um, like do Pakistani startups have like the potential, you know, to expand to other countries? Like if it's if it's Kalpe, so would you be able to expand 
or would you want to be or if you like if you have like, any plans like you're thinking about as a company you know to move to other countries of the seo or the eurasian region you know and benefit people in those other countries like you're thinking for pakistan right so like do you see that happening anytime soon i think uh, there are a lot of great startups in pakistan in almost every segment be uh, it fintech be it e-commerce be it agritech edtech there's tens and uh, tens of dozens of startups and really well funded uh, ones as well uh, even though when you look at uh, those figures uh, at a global scale uh, that's still a really small figure that you look at uh, during the first half of 2021 uh, pakistani startups were able to get more than 120 million dollars in investment uh, when you compare that uh, at a global scale you know i think any one startup would have raised more than all of us combined here in pakistan but you know uh, that uh, put aside it's a really encouraging sign uh, you know a lot of uh, a few of the biggest uh, investors and global vc funds that uh, came into pakistan this time uh, and you know their confidence in our startups uh, in in the teams that in pakistan you know that's uh, improving a lot uh, so that's a really good sign uh, but currently i think uh, i don't think so there will be uh, any such expansion in the near future uh, you know everyone is uh, really focused into solving local problems so you know there are companies like uh, bazaar there's companies like kalpe uh, and with the kind of investment and with the kind of uh, capital uh, or resources that we have access to it's it's a bit difficult to uh, expand Uh, outside of pakistan even though we at kalpe we have a vision uh, of becoming a leading of uh, consumer lending fintech uh, in the region uh, and you know we are working towards that goal working on quite a few models as we speak as well so but i think not in next two to three years but after that for, for sure when i see a lot of good startups uh, doing really hard uh, and another reason for that is that pakistan itself it's such a huge market it's a market of more than 220 million people uh so if you are able to you know cater to uh, this market only i think that that's a big achievement i'm not sure uh, i think we're the seventh or eighth largest population in the world and uh, so even if you can uh, tap into this market uh properly and you know target uh, everyone uh, in your addressable market properly i think that's uh, an achievement of its own yes yes that that is that makes totally sense you know that's totally understandable that uh, you really want to focus uh, in pakistan and you know you want to do something for the local you know that's because that's uh, what startups are actually focusing on today you know and that's like a very important part that has been left out uh, with the corporate sector you know in 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 all the region let's say yes so i think uh, that was our main session uh, shesha it was really interesting to learn about your company so we would really want some you know inside information about you your uh, bit of uh, bit of what you like and what you not what you do not like so we, we really want our viewers to learn about and uh, so this is called a fast five session where you are supposed to be giving us uh, a one word or a one sentence please like it would be much better if you give us like a, the shortest answer that you can so and it's like a quick five session so shall we start for sure for sure okay. i'm ready So a first question is uh what piece of advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs who want to become entrepreneurs um, persi- uh, persistence and uh, research Okay I think I, I, I can go 
yeah, uh, I can I can go into details of that, but since it's a fast life segment, yes, I'll just stick to those words. Yeah, I'm gonna take notes from you after the session, I guess, for that. So um, uh, so the, my next question is, if you had the chance to start over your career again, you know, like not in the fintech industry, so what would you choose to do? Uh, I think I would have founded another startup if it would not have been Kalpe. I would have been doing something else of my own. Uh, like in which sector? Job. Like that's the question. Like if it's not the fintech industry, so which sector? I think tourism. Tourism. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Okay. So uh, give us one secret of yours, one daily ritual that you follow on a regular basis. Uh, I just uh, plan out my day and think about my day by having my morning tea. So, you know, those five minutes are super important. I just uh, think about the meetings that I have, the tasks that I have, etc. So can I, can I call, can I term that as journaling? You are into journaling. That means? Uh, yes, journaling everything up in my mind. And if there's something super important, I take out my phone, write down in my notes, uh, just so I don't forget, uh, because I tend to forget uh, such stuff quite easily. I have a bad short-term memory. Okay, okay. <laughs> good to know. So, you know, everyone has an inspiration, everyone has their own idol. So, who is yours? Difficult to pick one person. Uh, I think uh, just take like so, you have to pick uh, one. I have a Nelson Mandela quote on my uh, bedroom's wall, but uh, that's, I, I, I'm not sure if, uh, so I've never idolized anyone like that. I just, look at uh, someone's uh, good uh, things, something, something, that, something good that they've done. And I just, uh, you know, learn from that. So there's a lot of people, uh, even with my family, uh, in, in, within my friends. I want to add an extra question. Could you, uh, I, I'm not sure if you shared the quote with us. Can you share that quote with us? What is the quote? A winner is a dreamer who never gives up. Really helps you. Yeah, so if the, uh, things don't seem that good and you're going to sleep, you read that and you're like, okay, things will get better. Eventually. That was really nice. That was really something to actually jot down. So my last question to you, you know, you have a whole lot of team at Kalpe and, you know, you have whole experiences of running the whole, the company of yours, you are where you are a founder at. So like, what do you look, you know, when you're building a team, what do you look in the, what, what do you want into the person? Uh, entrepreneurial uh, spirit. Now, uh, you know, do they have what it takes to? So this this is one common question that I ask everyone. And uh, the last time I asked uh, someone this, uh, I got a really funny reply. Uh, I asked them, uh, "What if you join us? Uh, let's say in a couple of days, and the day you join us, we you're told that uh, Walid and I are leaving the comp. Uh, we are leaving Lahore for a couple of months. Will you be able to handle everything on your own?" And the last time I asked someone this, he said that the first thing I would think is that this is a fraud. <laughs> and, you know. Uh, Sorry, so, you that. Can you please repeat it? The, the last time I asked someone this, uh, they replied that I think the first thing that I would think is that this is a fraud uh, oh. that has happened with me. So, you know, the, the point of that question is just to be able to see that uh, are they actual product managers that we are hiring? Uh, so, you know, you should be able to a lead, uh, you should be able to think out of the box. That's so important for a startup, and especially when you are looking to stay lean. Um, so, you know, that's what we're trying to do at Kalpe, staying as lean as possible. Um, we are a really small company, um, you know, very closely net. We have around 30 to 60 minutes of 
brainstorming sessions every day. Uh, so, you know, that's, we are throwing ideas all over and everyone, even from an intern uh, to a new hire, uh, to uh, Valid and I, to our other senior people, you know, everyone gets a chance to pitch in. And uh, it's a purely, um, so, and another thing is, uh, you know, I want everyone to become a leader. So, you know, spend two months with us, uh, leave Kalpe, start something of your own. I think that uh, nothing is going to make me more happy than that. So putting that spirit in them. And uh, one thing that I we communicate to all our employees, to all our interns as well, is that if you are told to do something, uh, it does not mean that you're supposed to do, do that. Uh, think about it while you're doing it. Question me and, you know, come up to me and tell me that, uh, you know, I don't think this makes sense. And just back that up with proper research or numbers. And I'll be more than happy to, you know, take the task away. So that's that's what we're looking at, that mindset, basically. Okay, okay. I, I really like the part, you know, where you're actually uh, speaking out for your, I would say, indirectly for your teammates, you know, where you are actually want to motivating them, you know, to come out and speak, speak as a, like a, be a team, you know, motivate and cooperate, like be a leader to your, your, you being a leader, you know, you're trying to motivate other people to be a leader, you know, that's, that's like the best sign. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, an interesting thing is that time and time again, I ask our tech team, and so we have um, a few developers working for Kalpe and I asked them to uh, share some marketing or sales ideas with us. And you would be surprised to know that they actually come up with really good ideas. Uh, so, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a team meeting. I asked a developer and he shared a really good idea uh, with us. So it's so important to involve everyone. Um, and because, you know, if you're five, if you're 10 people, everyone is a building block and everyone plays a really important part uh, in building your startup. So, you know, uh, we are really uh, keen to involve everyone in the whole process. Yes, yes. You know, that's really uh, a very inspiring thing. You know, you as an entrepreneur, I really believe in that, you know, leaders moving moving towards, you know, creating more leaders in the, into the world. You know, what, what better can we find, right? So, yes, um, yes. So yes. trying to do that. I won't say we are super successful at that, but that's, that's a goal. No. Uh, yes, you know, like I like I like I added to that, you know, that's like the best sign of a leader, you know, you are not, uh, it's like a, a lot of people want to shift uh, from the regular jobs and, you know, they actually want to shift being an entrepreneur, you know, that's why we have this session of ours also, you know, so that we can actually inspire other people and, you know, having you on the very first episode and with your words and insight, I think I am already inspired. I hope our viewers I'm also flattered. I'm flattered. Thank you. Thank okay, you so much. So that was a wrap for our fast five session. Thank you so much, Shesha, for giving us your valuable time and your valuable inputs. Thank you so much for having me, Rashi. It was really good to connect with all of you and really good to be a part of this session. That too, the first one. So, you know, that's, a, that, that's an honor. <laughs> yes, we are, we are honored, you know. So we hope this series is something that we would like to continue in our scholar network. Thank you for your time, Sher Shah. Your work is truly inspiring and I'm sure it's helping a lot of people in Pakistan. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good weekend. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. Do think of one thing you can take away from it and start applying in your own life. Please do spread the word by sharing this episode with your friends and with the ones who you believe has the entrepreneurship spirit. We will be back in our next episode with Kazakhstan's fashion entrepreneur, 
till then stay tuned and make sure you subscribe thank you